0: Go you Redbirds! Go you Redbirds
1: on the battle by 4 you.
2: Welcome to In the Nest, the Illinois State Athletics podcast. Now, here's the voice of the Redbirds,
3: John Fitzgerald. Hi again and welcome in for yet another edition of In the Nest, the official podcast of Illinois State Redbird Athletics from Learfield. My name is John Fitzgerald and this week we'll talk some Redbird football and over the next 30 minutes... Or thereabouts, we'll sit down with head football coach Brock Spack, as well as sophomore defensive back Frankie West. But first, we'd like to welcome in Illinois State University's Director of Athletic Development, Derek Starr, to discuss some outstanding opportunities for fans this fall and also the details with regard to the rebrand of the Weisbecker Athletic Fund. Thanks so much for joining us, Derek. How have things been going?
4: Thanks, John. It's, uh, it's been a really busy summer, but we're so excited for this upcoming season. A uh, ton of opportunities for people to get involved with what we got going on and help us rise to new levels.
3: The off-season is supposed to be somewhat of a time off, but that has not at all been the case, especially for the external arm of this department this summer.
4: Yeah, that's 100% accurate, and I think it's a lot like for our student-athletes. You know, They don't just get to relax. They're in the gym. They're working. They're trying to get better, take things to the next level. And that's really what we've been prioritizing this summer. We've done a lot of work behind the scenes, and now we're really excited to kind of get back out there for football and volleyball and soccer and kind of see the fruition and the fruits of our labor.
3: Well, there has been a rebrand of the Weissbecker Club. What are some of the details involved in that? And What should fans and some of the season ticket holders know going into a new year?
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're excited about this new era of our development efforts and we've really only released parts of the rebrand. So there's more kind of clubs and societies and circles coming out here in, in the next few months, but we're working hard on a new website um, in regards to different allocations and ways people can give a lot of sports specific coaches clubs. You know, if you're really passionate about women's basketball or track and field, you know, we've got a locker room project going on right now for Coach Bovie's program. So there's just a lot of specific areas that that you can support, but also just scholarships. You know, philanthropic gifts that can help us pay the three to four million dollars in in scholarships that we take care of on an annual basis.
3: And as NIL has come to be over the last year, year and a half now, and also cost of attendance, things like that, roster sizes in some sports potentially going up. The need for an active development fund is as critical as ever, isn't
4: it? Yeah, you're 100% accurate with that. You know, last year we had about 826 donors at about $900,000. This year, I've set a goal of 1,000 donors at the million-dollar level. I think there's so many people here who want to support, and there's a lot of excitement with these new coaches and winning the all-sports trophy for a third consecutive year, and our women's athletics, you know, it's arguably the best program in the nation. So a lot to be excited about, and uh, we, we just want to get as many Redbirds together to, to help galvanize this this department and university and, you know, hopefully take it to the next level.
3: As somebody who's only been in town for a few weeks, I I would have to say that the excitement, not only with the new head coaches being hired, but even the football season and all of the programs getting back up, the excitement around town on campus is really palpable and probably as high as it's ever been. How have you guys really advertised that and really gotten the word out to generate the kind of the real excitement that I think all fans and even community members who come to games once or twice a year really feel this year going in?
4: That's a great question. You know, I think this podcast was a great start. We're really excited about this. And you've done an incredible job. I enjoy listening every week and excited to see where it goes. You know, hopefully we get more downloads with each episode. But also things like the Hog Roast, which is an annual event where people come together. And that was so much fun seeing the faces and, um, you know, just kind of connecting and building that community um, I think we utilize social media. My friend Dayton has done an incredible job with that and we'll keep, continue to invest efforts in, in that space. Um, and also, you know, billboards in town and word of mouth, just having conversations. You know, if I'm in line at Starbucks or uh, downtown at Brass Pig, I'm going to try to talk to somebody about what we got going on here and just generate some excitement.
3: There's a support aspect to development in general and obviously your role in external, but with that support, are some outstanding opportunities that fans can really take advantage of. And the first ones that really come to mind is football opening day on September 3rd up in Madison. Not only a fan bus that includes a ticket and lunch to and from the game, but also a tailgate with the president and athletic director up there.
4: Yeah, we're really excited. This will be the third fan bus we've done since I started last October. And we're hopefully going to have some staff members on the bus and just a great way to engage and build depth into our relationships and, and spend some quality time together. You know, it, it's not going to be the most fun situation to drive into when we talk about a Madison Game day, so just <laughs> just hop on the bus with us, we'll take care of you, go hang out with President
3: Kinsey and Kyle Brennan, uh, and then hopefully go shock the world. Whether or not people are looking to give money and get involved from a financial standpoint with Illinois State University Athletics or would like to know a few more items and opportunities upcoming for the fans to take part of, what's the best way to get a hold of you and get some more information, especially regarding the Weisbecker Athletic Fund?
4: Yeah. You know, you can reach out to me via email. Uh, My my number is 920-728-4748. Text, call. I'm happy to talk anything Redbird Athletics with you guys. You know, a lot of times people hear these numbers of annual donations and different levels and they're like, whoa, that's out out of my lane. Uh, But when you break things down monthly, you know, just uh, 20, 25 bucks a month. Um, that really does make a difference when you get a bunch of people who are, who are able to contribute at that level. So I just hope nobody thinks that this is out of their range. Like There's, there's a spot for everybody to get
3: involved and help us take this thing um, to new heights. Derek, thanks so much for your time. Continued success. That's Derek Stark, Illinois State University's Director of Athletic Development. When we come back, we'll hear from Head Football Coach Brock Spack as In the Nest rolls on right after this timeout.
2: Head coach Brock Spack and the Illinois State football team are ready to roll this fall, and we want you to be a part of the action. Starting at just $50, season tickets are now on sale. Come out and support this season and lock your seats in for all six home contests. To purchase and for all other ticket questions, contact the ISU Athletics Ticket Office at 309-438-8000. That's 309-438-8000.
3: Welcome back to In the Nest, as we are joined by Illinois State University Head Football Coach Brock Spack. And, Coach, a couple weeks into your preseason camp, 14th season at the helm of the Redbird program. This time of year, I would think the blood does get flowing a little bit, and there's an excitement in the air when football season is right around the corner.
5: Yeah, especially in coaches (laughs) right now. This this time of year is really exciting because we – we take everything we've done in the off season and, uh, and now you take it to the field. This, this is what we call the fourth quarter of a championship season. You know, we first course, you know, winter conditioning, second quarter spring ball then third quarter summer conditioning. And, uh, and now the fourth quarter training camp and we're, we're, uh, you know, this is what, Monday and uh, the last week of training camp. So we're at like five minutes left uh, of the fourth quarter until we get to have fun and play. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's really important. And um, this has been the, really the first year we've been able to do this in three years. So I have to put it all together.
3: Obviously, a lot of planning goes into scheduling camp, what exactly you want to get accomplished, things of that note. Then camp starts as you go through. What are some of the things that have made you the most impressed were happiest in the first few weeks of camp
5: well i think we're con- considerably better uh, on offense you know in, in a lot of areas but uh particularly the passing game is you know we're we're, we're ahead of where i thought i'd be uh, and that's what's really good um i like our depth at, at most positions there's always a you always want one more player here or, or wish you had another one there and um Wish this guy wasn't banged up and all that kind of stuff, but I think all in all, the depth of the situation for us is much better than it was a year ago. And it'll have to be because we have a real tough schedule. We always have a tough schedule in the valley, but uh, we open up on the road at Wisconsin, which will be the you know the best football team we've seen since I've been here, and uh, and, and then then we got to go to Northern Iowa, to North Coast State, and to South Coast State. So if you're gonna win championships, you got to win on the road, and those will be. Three tough venues. It'll be tough to win at, and you had Wisconsin as fourth. But the Wisconsin game gets us ready for that. I think it'll be a great time for our players, a great environment. I've been there before, and been there with College Game Day twice, and won in both games. And so it's a it's an extraordinary, uh, you know, uh, setting. Uh, if, if you haven't gone as a fan, try to get a ticket because it's, it's it's a very it's a cool venue. Uh, teams we you know we took in there at the other place I was at. We were. You know, we were really good, but we we you know it was it was uh, it was a battle, and, and this team is will be very good, and uh, I think they're probably better than when, when I remember them. But um, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but I think I think uh, it'll, it'll get us ready for what we have to have coming down the pipe.
3: Non conference slate also includes Valparaiso and in Eastern Illinois at home as you get set for Wisconsin. Over the last couple of years, how have you had to change a little bit in the preparation with camp? Just because of the fact that there are no two-a-days anymore, do you end up using some of the non-conference to answer some questions still with regard to game personnel and situations?
5: Um, yes and no. Uh, there's some, you know there's a little bit of that sometimes, but um, uh, you know we try to use the rules to our advantage. You know we we try you know the the you know the rules are definitely better for the player. Uh, uh, a little easier on the coach cause there's not as much grind in between. I mean, we grind every day, but I mean, you don't have two practices where you have to prepare for. Um, I, you know, I, I've, I've done a lot of research with, with head injuries and, and when all this stuff went into play and, and, uh, a a, a colleague of mine, a friend of mine, who's a, was a head trainer at Arizona was on the, the committee that put all this together. And he was an assistant at Purdue when I was there. And, uh, and he said, "My idea was not to. Ha- I think two days are fine. It's taking the pads off one of those days, you know. And and, and they got they got too extreme, you know. It's it's the look, I guess. You know, everybody's you know worried about getting sued. I, and, I, and I get it. And but um, he said, I think two days are good, but I, I don't know if we should be out there in pads every day. And I think I don't think you know I think." You know, you, with with the, with abuse comes restrictions. You know, and um, and some coaches abuse the rules in the past, and 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 this is definitely better for the players. And uh, we we take the pads off them a little bit more than what the NCAA requires us to do. Uh, we take them off uh, quite a bit more. Uh, it's about half. You know, half our practices are in full pads. Half the practices are in are in, uh, are in uh, helmets only, but. Um, I don't think it's affected our, 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 our physicality at all. Uh, we've been doing this for quite a few years now and, uh, um, and we've, you know, we've won 10 games doing it. And, uh, so, so I think, I think it's, you know, I think it's good for the players and, uh, for, you know, and I think it's, I think, I think it's, but, I, but, uh, and, and then I, you know, when you go out there in full pads, you have to, you have to have a physical day. You have to be a gritty day. And today was one of those days for us. You know, we went out there and we had a really long scrimmage on, on, on Saturday for us. And you know, it's been, and we went 146 plays without kicks. And we had quite a few kicks in there as well. So this is a grinder uh, of a of a scrimmage. And then came back and went out yesterday and practiced in, in, in no pads. And then came back today in full pads and went and had some live work too. So I let the players handle it very well. Uh, you know this group likes, seems to love to play football. Actually, and and when you when you say it's live, they their eyes light 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 up and uh, and go from there. But we pick and choose our spots. We're working on, you know, football's a game of conditioning. There's all kinds of different conditioning for when it comes to it comes to football. There's there's a strength and in, in, in cardiovascular conditioning you do in the off season, but then you get into of the season. Then there's, and there's a football conditioning where you have to play fast for a while, and then there's hitting condition and. Uh, and that's, that's where you get your body used to contact. There's a lot of contact, and, um, and that's kind of where, where, where we're doing all that right now. I think our team's in good condition. Um, they seem to be responding well to, to, the, to the hitting part of it. And uh, when, when, it's, when the pads are off, we work on technique and uh, speed, playing fast and, and, and then playing uh, with great technique, you know, when the pads are on, it's physicality. So, so far, so good. On Saturday, you played your first scrimmage, and
3: I thought the defense and your running game, especially, really came to the forefront over those 137 plays that you ran.
5: Yeah, it was, uh, there was no doubt. We, you know, we played. You know, I thought Nigel White in particular had, had a really nice scrimmage. I, I thought all the backs ran hard. We kept Mueller out of it. You know, we don't want to keep the tread on entire for the season, and um, don't want to beat him up. But um, we have a, quite a few backs I think can win with. Uh, you know, I think Felipe uh, has gotten a lot better. Um, uh, I think Winker's right going to be a big time player uh, so I, I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased with you know Rashad's coming off a uh, Lampkin's coming off a uh, ACL so he's he's showing signs you know he's, he's still a little rusty but he's doing fine and then uh, the, the freshman Logan I think is going to be a really good player so uh, I'm pretty happy with the backs um, we block pretty well up front and you uh, uh, and, and, but we, what we cleaned up on defense is in the first, you know, we, had a, we had a live period the first day on Thursday and um, gave up a couple big plays, and on particularly throwing a throw in the football. And, and that, that's really devastating to a defense. It breaks a defense, and you know, that's how I put it. And, you know, you can't play great defense and all of a sudden give up big plays because big plays change games. And, uh, but, Kudos to the offense. You know, it's been a while since we've been able to do that here, and and uh, we threw the ball. You know, Zach threw it over our head, and then I think uh, uh, Jackson threw one over our head, and uh, and, and got after the, the secondary a little bit. We you, know, we you know we made a mistake, made two mistakes with, with concepts back there, and didn't play with correct with correct technique, and got beat. And that's kind of what happens when you're playing against good players. So um, it was a teaching moment for our defense, but they they seemed to respond better. Uh, on Saturday Um, but I've been I've been pretty happy with the passing game it's much better than it was and um, you just gotta keep getting ready for a Missouri Valley season which is a it's a grind number one number two it's physical and uh, we have to get our players ready for that.
3: Talked about the offense improving obviously Zach at quarterback has shown the ability to throw the ball over the field but the competition at a lot of your offensive spots is pretty deep and this is still a pretty young ball club but especially at the quarterback aspect as you look down the line there's some guys who really their strengths are different formations, different types of offense that you can run, so you can show multiple looks at people down the line.
5: Yeah, we we can, um, and that's something we really worked hard on in the off season is is you know being in certain personnel groupings and being able to do different things and you know some things you think well this is this is a passing grouping being able to run the ball or well, this is a more running grouping but you got to throw the ball and so there's there's things that we can do in all the groupings and, and Tony's done a good job of of uh you know leading our offense and coaching our coaches and coaching our players and what 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 we need to do and we're, we're much more balanced i think uh i think we're much better throwing the football uh, are we there yet absolutely not you know we have a lot of work to do and the first opponents really 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 good on, on defense not i say they're really good they're really good on defense <laughs> But you we're talking about you're talking about offense and offensive depth. Yeah, we have we have options, and that's really good. But tailback, particularly, I think our two tight ends are very good players. We got some good two two or th- you four young ones coming. They're going to be good players. Um, you know, you always wish you had maybe one more, uh, you know, somewhere, and that would be for us. One more lineman would been nice uh, to have, but we didn't. You know, we came a little short there. But we, I think we're, I think we'll have ten guys that can play, uh, which is good. Uh, and and the receiver seems to have depth, and like you said, those quarterbacks are young, and, and our whole team's really young still. Yeah, most of this team will be back again next year, and uh, so I think this will be a. Uh, but Brock Anakstad's really helped us at receiver, gives us some depth, gets the guys a mature approach to the game, and those guys are good to be around. And uh, and I think that's you know, Tommy Rittenhouse has had a very good, in my opinion, has had a very good, you know, opinion, a very good uh, training camp so far. Don't know if I saw it coming. You know, he, he was coming off a, a clavicle break in the, in the spring and um, didn't know if he was, you know, but but he's really kind of attached himself to Zach and and, and just he, you can tell he follows him around, watches him close. He, and that's, that's, that's a great leader. It doesn't always have to be a piece of advice or even if you want to get after a guy, it can be more by example. And he watches how he prepares, and he prepares like a pro, and that's just kind of how it is. And so, but... Um, I've been happy with the offense so far and defensively as well. I think we have, some, we have a little bit better depth, particularly in the secondary. I think our secondary is you know, pretty good, and uh, we're better up front because you know, of, of depth, and uh, I, think, I think we're going to be a you know, formidable defense. Final scrimmage
3: this coming Saturday, 4 o'clock, as part of the welcome week for students on campus here at Illinois State. As you go into this final scrimmage, what are the, some of the things you're still looking for answers on?
5: Well, we're um, you know there's still still some battles like you've said we've we've had really good competition there's still some you know some 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 uh, questions that need to be answered from that standpoint Uh, you know you kind of have an idea right now who you think is going to be the guys at certain positions and but that can change quickly particularly when you got young players Um, we'll be we'll be we'll be taking another look at at some situations that we need to get better at obviously two minute would be a one we're looking at four minute. Offense being that, just driving the football, um, you know we we've had a lot coming off and a lot of uh, coming off our own goal line. We 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 will scrimmage a lot in the red zone. We've already have done it a lot and because that's really important. Finish drives and stop drives, um, but I think I think just to, to solidify competition and see who our our guys are today. Um, and when you're dealing with young players, you know it can it can change. You know, three four weeks from now. So we, you know, by no means is this, is this going to be etched in stone. This is how it's going to be for the whole season. Because as you, as you get better and, and younger guys keep getting better, it it, it adds to the to our. To our repertoire, our tool toolbox, if you will. So I think it's been uh, been very good, but uh, that's what we're going to look for Saturday. We're, we're gonna do, and we're going to we're going to scrimmage live some some kick uh, situations which we haven't done before. But we uh, we always do it in practice, but we we want to do it live under lights and with 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 fans and and make a little more stress on our guys.
3: Coach, thanks so much for your time. We'll talk to you soon. Well, it's
5: great having me on. Appreciate it. It's Brock's
3: back, Illinois State University head football coach, as the Redbirds will play their final scrimmage of the preseason this coming Saturday, 4 o'clock at Hancock Stadium. We'll continue with more on In the Nest right after this timeout.
2: The Illinois State Volleyball team is ready to roll this fall, and we want you to be a part of the action. Come out and support new head coach Allie Matters and the Volleyball Redbirds for just $65 and lock in your seats for all 12 home matches. To purchase and for all other ticket questions, contact the ISU Athletics office at 309-438-8000. That's 309-438-8000.
3: Welcome back to In the Nest. Our guest, Illinois State University defensive back, Frankie West. And Frankie, thanks so much for taking some time in and around what is a very busy schedule these days in preseason camp.
1: Uh, yes, sir. You know, Coach has us booked from morning to the afternoons, but you got to love sports, you got to love football to be a part of this process, and I'm loving being a part of every minute of it.
3: There, you do see light at the end of the tunnel. This is the final week of camp at the very least, right?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, going in, it looked a lot farther from right now, but everything's coming ahead. The skies have turned blue, and I'm looking forward to the end of it.
3: Listed as a sophomore, obviously somewhat of a victim of the pandemic that took place once you got here and redshirted as a true freshman back in 2019. How has this camp been and in relation to what you have gone through, especially back in 2019?
1: So what most people don't know is I'm a transfer. Um, in 20, 2018, I went to a D2 school in uh, Augusta- named Augustana in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And then I transferred in here in 2019, and I had to sit out that year. And we had a bunch of just crazy talented guys that year that I was able to watch and kind of see how they took the process apart and just copying what they did. And I knew that if I did what they did, I was going to be set for the next upcoming years. Obviously, last year... Uh, having guys such as Charles Woods, who plays at West Virginia, I was able to kind of be his uh, bug on the wall to kind of see what he did. And he always told me, he said, you can play at this level, you just have to have the confidence. And just going into fall camp, know you're the best player on the field, and that's how I have to treat it every week.
3: And your development, both on the field and physically as well, has really skyrocketed since last fall, hasn't it, from out getting – Significant time last year in the top 10 in tackles for this ball club. Good spring. Now you're going to fall camp right now. And not only have you developed, but the excitement of this program has really developed as well, hasn't it? Yes, sir. We have
1: a lot of new guys this year, and uh, I think it's all about confidence. You know, last year we had a lot of guys that lacked experience. I didn't have the most experience at the DB position in the D1 level, but, you know, we had a lot of guys that were just thrown out there, and they all excelled way higher than I believe anybody thought we could, and that's very promising for this ball club, and a lot of people are going to see a lot of special things from this ball team.
3: What has impressed you so
1: far in camp on either side of the ball? I would say our attention to detail. we don't make that many mistakes and if we do make those mistakes we get them adjusted so quickly and I would be able to say compared to like other years that that was kind of an issue for us kind of making the same mistakes but now everybody watches the person in front of them and we learn so fast and that's what great ball clubs do.
3: How is your comfort level gone as you really started the log minutes last year moving into this, this season now, has your confidence skyrocketed a bit as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. It went from 0 to 100. My first start, I was going against North Dakota State. It was homecoming, which was also my dad's first start. It was homecoming, so it was a lot of anticipation, a lot of high emotions, and I was just ready to get out there and play ball. And then first play came in, and the nerves started settling in, and then I realized I can play with these guys. And that uh, going week after week, my safeties had trust in me, and I had trust in myself. And then just going to spring, just... Giving the uh, younger guys, because I consider myself as the veteran in the DB group, and I have to kind of tell them look, it's okay. We're going to make mistakes. People are going to catch balls around scholarship too, but it's how we uh, come back and anticipate the next play.
3: A local product, Normal Community High School. You mentioned your father playing his first start on homecoming, your father Jack, not only defensive back here for the Redbirds, but then a career in Canada. How big a role did he have? And you matriculated and transferring from Augustana to Illinois State. Oh, yeah. So the plan was always to play at Illinois State coming out
1: of high school. You know, I wanted to be a Redbird just like my dad was. Uh, Things just didn't work out that way. I had to take my year apart, and I believe I had to grow. I had to mature a little more. Um, Probably was the best thing for me. And when uh, Coach Niekamp, who was the defense coordinator Uh, Heard that my dad said, hey, would you be able to give him a walk-on opportunity? Coach Niekamp, bless his heart, gave me the chance, and I've been trying to just make it seem like it was the best uh, decision he's ever made.
3: You have the unique ability to have seen this program grow, not only on the field throughout the years as, as a Bloomington resident, but also physically how Hancock Stadium has transformed over your lifetime, and now with the new practice facility, this is a program that's really on the rise and ready to take the turn, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, When I was in JFL, before we had our home bleachers set, we had some very raggedy aluminum bleachers, and then I play again five years later as a Redbird and it just transformed into something special and people want to come out and they want to cheer on the Redbirds and the new uh, indoor facility is just going to bring us more of an attractive spot for people who want to play. Obviously, people want to play for the Redbirds, especially in the Bloomington normal area, but now we've turned to a real big spot to play at.
3: Coach Back said this is a really good group collectively of guys who really love football and get after it pretty hard during camp. What is your experience from a team standpoint how well is this team bonded and have they had the ability to do so so far in camp you know uh, one of my
1: coaches said we have a special group of guys this year we have freshmen we have veterans and we have free agents so guys from coming from the transfer portal and you know everybody's worried about how new guys come in the program and how they're going to stick but i would have to say Everybody has gelled so terrifically, especially in the DB room. We're just like a big family. I've known these guys for maybe two or three months, and I consider them as my brothers. These are guys that I would fight for. I would always always want to help out uh, at the next level. These guys I'm always going to check in with after we're done playing. Uh, just everybody is so close, and I wouldn't be able to say that was really the... The point last year last year we had some people had their clicks and we just had to kind of gel and that's what great teams do we just have to gel to have that great run we want to have
3: this defensive unit I thought really came to the forefront this past Saturday in your first scrimmage you close out the scrimmage season this coming Saturday at four o'clock at Hancock Stadium what are some things both you personally and you as a defensive unit are still looking to accomplish in that final scrimmage
1: Well, we don't want to have any missed assignments. We want to make sure everybody's in our right fit. That's uh, key number one. And after that, just make plays. And we have a bunch of playmakers on the side of the ball. Everybody's going to take the most of their opportunity, and we just want to have fun while we're playing. That's the whole point why Coach Back recruited us, and that's all we
3: want to do. We just want to play football. Very, very, at least on paper, difficult schedule upcoming this year. In order to get through this conference and get to the FCS playoffs, you have to play some outstanding teams, not to mention the Badgers in that opener. How exciting does that tough a schedule play a role for the players in their minds going into a season? Well, I was always taught if you want to... Uh, Be the best, you got to play the best, and that's what we're going
1: to have to do this year. Uh, Obviously, we we are going to be considered the underdogs, and that's what I love to be. I love to be an underdog, uh, considering from my aspect, I was always an underdog, and I just love being able to upset people and kind of bring out the little underdog aspect that, yeah, we're a small club, but we play ball here too in Bloomington
3: Normal. Frankie, best of luck, continued success. Look forward to seeing you down the road. Thank you for having me. Frankie West, Illinois State Redbird defensive back, our guest here on this episode of In the Nest. That'll do it for In the Nest this week for our entire crew, for head coach Brock back and defensive back Frankie West. This is John Fitzgerald. We'll talk to you next week right here on In the Nest. This has been In the
2: Nest the Illinois State Athletics Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So...